Jesus had been teaching his disciples about what is most valued in God's eyes. And so now a conversation with a rich man brings his message home to the disciples in a way that is surprising and unforgettable. Please rise. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark in the 10th chapter. And as Jesus was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And the man said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. This is the gospel of the Lord. So, are you a good person? (laughs) Sometimes. Okay, a little wee bit of honesty. You're a good person. How do you know? By, by what standard are you a good person? By your own standard? Do the people in your family think you're a good person? Does the person sitting next to you or in front of you or behind you think you're a good person? Probably mostly, yeah. But are you good enough? And I guess that depends on what standard you use. If you're an athlete, are you a good enough athlete, say, to be able to make a living at it? If you're a geologist, are you good enough to say that you're an expert in biology? Just because you know some science? If you're a musician, are you good enough to be a star? I guess good enough is always relative, isn't it? To the standard that you use, to it opens you to comparisons against other people and against that standard. So are you good enough to get into heaven? when we measure ourselves against the standard that we have. The story that I just read is about a, a, a young man that came <clears throat> to Jesus and basically asked that question. What do I have to do to have eternal life?
I don't know what his motivation was for doing that. It may be that he already felt like he was okay, that he already felt like he was a good person, and he just wanted to have an opportunity to show it off. Or it may be that there was just this little seed of doubt. You know, am I good enough to be able to get in? And so Jesus gives him the answer and he says, well, you know what the commandments are. You don't steal, you don't lie, you don't commit adultery, you don't kill, you don't gossip and bear false witness about people, you honor your parents, you love God. He said all that stuff. And then the man says, well, I've been doing that since I was a boy. And I've kept that. But that's a really shallow answer. It doesn't really mean anything. And then it says that Jesus looked at him and loved him. Maybe felt a little sorry for him <laughs> because the answer was so shallow. Because maybe, you know, he's thinking, this guy really doesn't get it. But the young man was living by the standard of what he was taught and the religion of the day. You follow these things, you're good. You're good enough to be in a relationship with God. And in that society, if you had wealth, was a sign that God was pleased with you. But then Jesus turns the tables on him and says, but you lack one thing, one thing. Go and sell everything that you've got, give it to the poor, you'll have treasure in heaven, and then follow me. Well, the man didn't want to hear that. And he was saddened by that because he had a lot of stuff. So by that standard, the man was not good enough. He was not good enough. Why? Because he was totally wrapped up in himself. His whole view of his relationship with God was very superficial, very shallow. And wasn't about what was important. He was concerned about himself and not the other people around him and the people that needed things and that needed God in a different way and needed to see that God loved them and cared about them. So by the standard that Jesus set for him, he wasn't good enough. And so I wonder about us. I mean, we all pretty well agreed at the beginning that we're good. We're pretty good. And when we look at the standard of the law, we know we mess up and, you know, stuff, but we're pretty good because there's a lot of really bad things we don't do. But are we good enough? Or is our view of things pretty shallow? Are we good enough when we can stand by and do little 
when there are people in Africa and India and Guatemala and Northwest Arkansas and in our neighborhoods who are living and dying not knowing Christ. Are we good enough when we can be comfortable and satisfied with our great wealth by the world's standards compared to the world? Are we good enough when we can be comfortable with that when there are people who don't know or can't understand how there's a God that can love them when they're living in crushing poverty or under the heel of oppression? Are we good enough when we can be okay with that and do what we do but maybe not do all that we could do? Or are sometimes we like that rich young man that we are too wrapped up in our own lives, too concerned with with what we have, and our own lifestyle, and our own standard of living, and our own futures, that all those other people just kind of somehow become invisible. Are we good enough? According to what Jesus told that young man, no, we're not. We're not close to good enough. because we haven't followed that standard. But even so, even so Jesus when even though Jesus knew how how what he said to that man would would hit him. Remember what it says, he looked at the man and he loved him. He loved him in spite of everything, in spite of his shallowness. He loved him. How much did he love him? Well, let's see. Jesus, who was there at creation and who sits on the throne of heaven, gave it all away. That's his possessions. He gave it all away to come and live like one of us, to live in poverty relative to what he came from, who didn't even think enough of his own life that he felt like he had to hang on to it, but was willing to give it up and sacrifice it because he loved that rich man. You see... Jesus did what he asked the rich man to do. Give up everything you've got and give it to the poor. Jesus gave up everything he had and everything he was for that man. And so Jesus looks at you and he loves you. How much? 
He loves you enough to give up everything he had on the throne to become one of you and then to give up his life in a battle with Satan so that you don't have to. That's how much he loves you. He loves you enough to do exactly what he's asked you to do. In that first lesson that we read this morning, it says that we should should seek the good, that we should love the good. And what did Jesus say? God alone is good. So maybe what it's really saying is that we should seek God, that we should love God above everything else, more than anything else, in front of everything else, that maybe we shouldn't try to work God in around our lives, but maybe we should try to work our lives in around God and start there. Maybe what God is asking us to do is to be willing to give it all up. To be willing to, and I'm not just talking about money and possessions, although that's what the rich man was thinking about. I'm not just talking about that. But I'm talking about giving a little bit more of who we are. Being willing to sacrifice a little bit more of ourselves for the benefit of somebody who's poor and oppressed and suffering and doesn't know the love of God, that we're willing to get out of our comfort zone, to step out, to do things we've never done before, or maybe do things we've done before, but more of it. That's what Jesus is asking. That's what he says when sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Take more of yourself. And give it for the people that need it, that need to hear about a God that loves them and cares about them and gave himself for them. The more we are filled up with God, the more that God becomes central in our lives, and the more we realize the price he paid for us and get filled up with that, the more we seek the good and seek love, and love the good, the more we get filled up with that, the more it overflows out of us. It, it can't help. We can only hold so much. And when we're filled up with it, it's going to come out. That's all Jesus is asking us to do. When he told the rich man, do all this, but follow me. Jesus is asking us to follow him because of the price he paid for us. To follow him, he will fill us up. And then, because of Christ, it'll be a whole lot more about what we give of ourselves than what we get.